Welcome to the Relationships Inside Out podcast with Drs. Gregory Sieber and Kimberly Murray, licensed marriage and family therapists. Join them on this journey as they explore the ins and outs of relationships. Welcome to Relationships Inside Out, where this episode we're going to talk about cooperation versus competition in relationships. Especially romantic partnerships, right? Mm -hmm. Are we cooperative, collaborative? Are we trying to build our goals, get through conflicts together? Or am I trying to win? Oh, win every day. Every day. Every day. If I win, because we're right all the time. Just ask our partners. If I win, I feel good about myself. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people if one of you is winning, both of you are losing. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Explain more why. Because if I am out to beat my partner, to keep score on my partner of how much I've done and I've always done more, to, to prove something, whatever, I am in inadvertently putting my partner down for one. Mm-hmm. For two, we're not battling each other rather than the issue. We aren't a team anymore. If you aren't a team, your relationship's going to struggle. And, the, and where I pick that up as a therapist when I hear couples talking is when the conversation is loaded with content yes. and their conflict. Rather than process. Explain that. So when I hear content of like, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, or I always do this, that's somebody seeking validation for their efforts and trying to prove their worth in the relationship yep. of, I need to tell you what I'm doing because I don't feel that you're seeing that. And by this criticism or whatever I'm defending, I have to, again, defend myself that I am worthy. Mm-hmm. Where it becomes more process is I'm feeling hurt by how, you know, this is being discussed. I'm not feeling validated rather than using content to try to get validated. I need to prove to you why I deserve validation through content. But what's really happening when you're spewing out content is you're saying you're doing all this stuff, which the other partner is saying, well, then I do stuff too. I do the other stuff. I do the other stuff. You didn't do this stuff. I do this. And now it's a competition. And now it's a competition. Yeah. Yep. It's a tough one because we've all been sucked into that trap one way or another, myself included. Shocking, but it has happened (laughs) because I want to feel like, and and you mentioned it, but this worth, I want to feel like I'm good enough, Mm -hmm. that I'm giving enough, whatever it might be. Where it gets dangerous is not just that I'm giving enough, but that you are not. Now I'm putting you down. Yeah. And that's a really icky place to be because that leads to things like resentment, which absolutely Mm -hmm. kill relationships. Yeah. And there's a couple of them. There's one of somebody coming from a place of guilt because they know that maybe right now in this relationship, they're not pulling their weight because of other stuff yeah. going on and they they feel like they're a burden. And so you'll see a lot of defensiveness come of trying to defend of like, no, I do this stuff. I do this stuff and trying to, you know, the list, I'll just put the list. And then you have the other side of things where the partner feels like they're doing everything and they're just needing validation because they don't feel there's reciprocity and they're burnt out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, look, I do all this, all this, all this. And, and in both they're seeking validation. And the first example is validation of Look, I got you. I know I know where you're at. Mm-hmm. It won't be like this forever. I understand you I still love and care about you. You're worthy. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other way it's you're right, you're doing a lot. You're carrying the team right now and I'm grateful for it. Imagine if if you came to your partner and said I I feel like this is too much. I'm having a hard time. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm struggling versus if I say, "Well, I do the dishes and the vacuuming and the mowing of the lawn and just list all the things. The second one, your partner is not even going to hear that. They're going to tune you out. Mm-hmm. The first one, there can be some softening that happens. If I can be vulnerable and talk about what I'm feeling, 
I've said this in previous episodes. I'll say it again. It's not about the dishes. It's never actually about the dishes. The poor dishes get loaded up. It's about, I don't feel like the effort is mutual. I don't feel like we're a team. I don't feel supported. Those are things we can actually talk about and work with, not the dishes. And I highly suggest that you even kind of buffer that. Yeah. Um, even more so. And I and I say this because there's a lot of individuals who are very defensive. Oh, true. And I think about this as a childhood narrative of mm-hmm. the sphere of failing. So, right. They don't even hear the compliments. They only hear the critique. Mm-hmm. And so it's going out of our way to even buffer it more and saying, I love you. I care about you. I, I think you do a great job oh, yeah, and hear these yeah. things. Um, right now, just right in this moment, I'm feeling burnt out with all these things going on and I need support. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you're not doing a good enough job. It doesn't mean that, you know, I see you as like failing. That's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just where I'm at. And I'm, I'm would love, love help right now and support. Cause I'm, I'm tanking. And that takes the, takes it from blaming the other person for not doing what there's quote unquote supposed to be doing and puts it on the person who's sharing, right? Yeah. It puts it on my vulnerability. And that allows for greater open discussion, for softening, rather than the defensiveness or comparing. Where this gets really screwed up, not sc- I mean, I guess confusing and difficult, is well, my partner should know. I shouldn't have to fucking tell them. Oh my gosh, I hate this. <laughs> okay, people, no one is a mind reader. Yes, yeah. there's this like romantic Hollywood notion that our partners just know yeah. everything. <laughs> and I mean everything. Disney. And of course, we want our partner to be able to tune to us, to anticipate our needs at times. Great. That's gravy. But to expect that for everything? Nah. It's not a novel. People. Yeah, it's not a novel. They've got their own world and their own shit going on. We can't expect them to take care of all their own stuff and get ours entirely perfect. And a couple of things come up for me when I hear this. One is, well, if your partner is not doing this, it's just not in their value system. And if not, then why the hell did you decide to marry this person or be with this person long term? One. Two is if you are doing these things and taking them over. So I look at with couples, there's often varying anxiety levels of, around things. And an example of this is like, I'm anxious if dishes sit for a day or my partner's, I'm anxious if they sit for a week. Much different. Mm-hmm. The partner who has more anxiety tends to take on things. True. Now, the partner who's taken on things, if you continually to take them on, because that's where your comfort level is, it almost enables the other person to never have to do it. It builds resentment. And it's not blaming you. It's saying, look at kind of, if you continue to do this, then your partner never has to. And if you stop doing it and it doesn't get done within your kind of time frame that you want, one is look at like, where's your distress tolerance for it. But if it is so unreasonable, like dishes in the week for like a month, different conversation. See, unreasonable to me is like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And there, <laughs> and these are things that need to have conversations. Like, what does this look like? Yeah. You know, and I even, even go down to the detail of, okay. Um, this week with trash. And for me, when I empty trash, I don't like to go over the rim or I'm okay with the lid kind of being crushed in and trash being stuck on top and I'll take it out. There's differences in expectations and what people are comfortable with. And the person who's least comfortable is the one who tends to take it on because they can't stand it. And by doing that again, it enables it. And, and the other partner's like, Oh, it's getting done. Oh, it's getting done. I don't have to do that. Oh, cool. Um, or if partner says, yeah, honey, I'll do the dishes. And then the other partner does it anyway. <laughs> or they micromanage. Oh gosh, team. Here's the thing. Once you punt a task, once you tell your partner, hey, can you do the dishes? And they say, yeah, I'll do the dishes. You got to let them do the dishes how they want to do the dishes. If it gets done, it's equifinality. 
right? The same solution has many ways of getting there. Yeah. And we cannot sit there and undermine them, micromanage them, or do it for them. Because it leaves our partner feeling guilty, perhaps. Or they just say, well, I guess they did it anyway. I'm not going to worry about it. Right? And that then builds that resentment. Yeah. yeah. If I want to add this. If there's a temporal piece, right? So if I'm thinking in my brain, okay, I'd like it done today so that I can do X, Y, and Z chore or whatever. Say that. Name that expectation. Don't assume that they have the same timeline or expectation yeah. you do. So if it's, okay, I need it done so I can clean the sink and then I can finish cleaning the kitchen. Hey, honey, do you mind doing the dishes um, by noon or today so that I can mm-hmm. so that I can finish cleaning the kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Communicate those expectations. Don't assume that they understand that because you asked for it, it's going to get done right now and they know yeah. exactly why. Well, and a couple of things come up. Well, it goes back to the idea of I shouldn't have to communicate. They should just do it to help me. Oh, God. That one's tough. Yep. The other is, and I've seen this, and this one is always interesting to me, is the partner does stuff, but they have to do it and continually ask the other partner questions. Yeah. Say more about that one. So they're supporting. So say like, um, hey, can you cook dinner tonight? Like I would love and want more support in cooking dinners. This is a lot on me. We have to come in after work. Um, If you have the capacity, like I would love for that support. Great. Hey, um, how long do I put this in for? Hey, um, what are we having tonight? What do we, are there onions in the fridge? Yeah. Do we have onions? Like, where's this stuff? Where's that? And it's like, well, if you're supporting someone, how far removed are you from that? And, and there's, I don't look at this as a right or wrong. I look at it as, are you comfortable with that? And with the couple, some of the couples I work with, the other one's not because they don't want to be that person's mother. Or and once father. I punt, I want it off my mental energy, mental energy. Yep. I don't want to have to keep divesting my energy. Yeah. Into something that I have given to you as a task. And some partners are okay with that. They're like, yes, ask me questions because that means I have some sort of control over it still, which I need. Sure. So looking at where that's at for you, um, but that's a dynamic that plays into this um, process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not the content of, I always do the dishes. I always cook. Can you cook? I would love for you to cook. And as a partnership coming to an agreement on that, right? Maybe once I punt a task, like I really don't want my husband asking me questions because I want to completely check out from that thing. Mm -hmm. Communicate that. Maybe it's different for your partner. So how one communicates with one may be different than the other. We've got to talk about it. This is that collaborative versus competitive, right? Yeah. We are collaborating. We are cooperating together to come up with a mutually agreed upon process. And, And one way to improve this process that I love working with couples on is Stop asking and talking about it from a deficit mindset. Hmm. So stop asking of like, or talking about it as like, this never happens. We never do this. You never do this. Uh, you know, it more of, I would love for this to happen. I get I, this really, when this happens, it loves, I would love more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much different rather than if this is not happening, somebody's going to absorb the blame. And it's usually the person yep. who's not naming that, naming what's wrong. Um, and so we want to reduce any blame, any defensiveness. So talk about what you love and want more of and what it means to you. And you might even put a buffer in there of like this, just because it's not happening doesn't mean that I don't love you or that you're failing or anything like that. This is just what I need. And I love it. Like, let's do more of this. Mm-hmm. Picture yourselves as on the same couch and the issue, the problem, the thing we're trying to get through is on a separate chair. Talk about this as empty chair in therapy. Mm-hmm. We are on the same couch. We're on the same team. We are fighting against the issue. 
We are coming up with a process that works for both of us, not against each other. This is where the collaboration comes in. We've got to work together to come to this solution. We've got to openly communicate. Mm -hmm. We've got to discuss boundaries, needs, desires. We have to be flexible and give a little grace. Mm -hmm. What we can't do is rail against each other and keep scoring our brain. Yeah. And and I want to shift this a little bit too of the collaboration or cooperation versus um, competitiveness and talk about it from an individual level Yeah, in the context of relationship. And that sounds really confusing. But what I mean by that is why do we need to compete? Because it comes back to that, that cliche saying of, if you got to win the battle, you're going to lose the war and that's, mm-hmm. you're going to lose the overall relationship. And the focus isn't on connecting with my partner and having a successful interaction. Like that's where the focus should be. Um, and so we go back to kind of what we touched on a little bit in the beginning is, why do you need to be right? Mm-hmm. Why does it need to be your way? And if it's not, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to you that it's worth your partner feeling like complete garbage? Yep. What do you get out of that? Ask yourself, is this behavior, is this thing that I'm doing by keeping score, trying to win, whatever, is it serving my relationship? Is it bettering it? If the answer is no, time to abort mission. Mm-hmm. I think of like tennis volleying. Right. We want to pass the ball back and forth. We're not trying to score on each other. And what's interesting about this is the goal is to feel worthy and good enough to not be left. But the process by which you do that through winning Mm -hmm. the battle is going to lead to being left. Absolutely. Which is fascinating to me that on an unconscious level, many of us, I'm not talking like I don't engage in this myself, Mm -hmm. is we're not aware of that. Yep. So like, what am I doing that could lead to being left? And is this protecting me from my fear of being left? Obviously not really productive. People want to feel power. They want to feel in control. They want to feel even superior. When that starts to enter our relationship, incredibly toxic. Mm -hmm. Because of the insecurity. Yeah. Right. And this is where I think it comes a lot is what is the insecurity? What are you trying to defend against? What are you protecting? Protecting. Mm Mm-hmm. That you are okay with, you know, putting your partner down. And granted, there are couples who have, and partners have legitimate complaints that, that their partner doesn't do anything. They go escape and do video games for like 24 hours and they, cool. they don't involve, they don't make any initiative, they don't make any effort. Um, yeah. And that's a real question you ask yourself of like, real. I've communicated, I've tried all these things. Is that something you're willing to leave? So then, then the question becomes, then what's the function this relationship serves in my life? Mm-hmm. And and I see this a lot because people do grow and the people engage in self-growth, they change. And if they change, that relationship may not look the same because you're not the same. When people start therapy with me, I warn them, mostly individuals, but also in couples, you might outgrow your system by way of doing therapy. Yeah, It is one negative byproduct that comes from therapy because if I am growing in a healthy direction... It's really hard to go back to unhealthy things once you know what healthy feels like, once you know what joy, contentment, boundaries feels like. And if our system is not also engaging in the change, we're going to outgrow some of those previously toxic patterns. Yeah, That sucks. Like that's really uncomfortable. Or the function that relationship served for you when it happened. So say like you you never felt like a priority anywhere in your life. And this one relationship gave you that sense then you learn to do it yourself and that relationship is no longer meeting that standard that you know is appropriate for yourself and and going back to what you said of it's hard to go back to the unhealthy stuff and patterns 
it's hard to accept that again. Yeah. But I would say as humans, we do slip up and we go back into yeah, our yeah, yeah. healthy stuff, but it is hard to accept that and be like, well, I deserve more than that. Especially when you. When you're using your tools that you gain to then try to enter into relationship with someone who's really unhealthy and won't use those same tools, the discord's going to go up. AKA competition. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're really talking about is when these dynamics don't align, when things change, the system changes mm-hmm. and therefore you get imbalances, imbalances and reciprocity. This is where competition comes in. This is where I'm doing more. I'm doing more work. I'm doing this stuff. And it's about how do we approach that? How and do we collaborate? Cyclical. Yeah. Right. As you, as you, as my partner are brushing up on my vulnerabilities, my insecurities. Okay. Now I'm getting prickly. Now I'm going to brush up on yours. And it becomes this repetitive cycle of wounding one another. Yeah. And the competition gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is when we see couples come in at the 11th hour in couples therapy. Jumped out of the plane, no parachute. Oh, Lord. And we don't solve it early. We wait until it is so far toxic that getting out of it takes some time. Yeah. And that's where, again, it goes back to how do we communicate when things seem off, when they don't seem to be reciprocity. And the competition comes up when we start naming these things and somebody feels blame or mm-hmm. responsibility for them and the guilt. And that that's a tricky one, team. Yes, there are going to be times in which I wish my partner could do more or would do more, but maybe he can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is stressed by his own right. Maybe he's ill. Maybe he's capped out in some way or another. Mm-hmm. In those moments, rather than keeping that score, can I give grace? Okay, now grace has turned into months. Mm-hmm. All right, time to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to give our partner grace for those moments in which they can't give more, because we all have those moments. Don't keep the score. I I love how partners expect grace, but they don't want to give grace. <laughs> I have to call that out so many times. So many times. Wait, hold on, hold on. You want grace? Why aren't you able to give your partner grace right now? They don't deserve it. Well, it's different. It's different. Like, well, they didn't give me grace. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> That goes back to our tit for tat episode every time. Yeah. I mean, grace and and forgiveness are a big piece. And I think really what you're tapping in is perspective. Yeah. And it's this idea of, is what we're doing permanent? Mm -hmm. And if it is, that's scary. And I can't have this happen. If this is a moment and we know that this oscillates and goes up and down and throughout the history of our relationship, then I feel a little bit more comfortable just hunkering down, figuring out what my partner needs, how we can get through this as we have before. Or if we haven't, then... Let's try it and see if we can get through this um, instead of this. I'm doing so much. You're not doing, you're not doing shit. Um, and oftentimes I see the partners that, that just, it gets so highly, highly toxic and screaming at what you're doing. And ultimately it comes down to the validating and the grace of, yeah, you've done enough and I, I appreciate what you've done. I just need this extra help, not because of what you're not doing, but because I'm just. I mean, these reassurances are so, so important for grace to even be elicited. And the tricky part is if both of you are burnt out. <laughs> both of us are burnt out. Kids working full time. My marriage wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> just all the time. <laughs> it's figuring out how do we take turns meeting needs, right? Like maybe tonight, okay, I really don't feel like it, but you did it last night. So I'm going to do bath, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing those responsibilities. My husband told me that he heard, I think it was TikTok. If anyone knows me, I loathe TikTok, but I think it was TikTok. And the therapist suggested when you come in from work or wherever you're coming in from at night, both you look at each other and say what percent you can give that night. 
and see if you can come to like, okay, I'm going to give 40, you give 60. Then we've already agreed upon it that you're going to give a little bit more tonight. Mm -hmm. You're going to take the extra five minutes to read the story or whatever. So I can go take a breather. Mm -hmm. Try to, if you're both burnt out, try to work as a team to get both of your needs met rather than saying, I'm more burnt out than you. I am more tired. Yeah. I I know you say Mm -hmm. you're tired, but wait until I tell you about my world. Right. Yeah. Try to honor both and work together again as collaboration of, Mm-hmm. Okay, this season of life is really hard. And it's going to be hard to even work as a team or want to work as a team if you continually are competitive. Oh, yeah. And can't let go of the battle and look at you guys on the same side of this battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it because just... now I'm protecting my limited energy mm-hmm. from you rather than from the stressors, I'm protecting it from you. So I'm going to fight yeah. you. Yeah. And I don't feel safe enough. And I see couples do this mm-hmm. all the time as they get into their own little silos of stress management and don't work together as a team dietically to cope. Yep. And when you're working on your stress in silos, the relationship is no longer priority. It's not getting attention. You're not feeling connected. Intimacy goes down. And now again, you're just exacerbating this need to protect yourself and defend mm-hmm. yourself when this happens. I wish we didn't see this as often as we do, but we do. Uh, there's, you know, as we we're talking about this, I was thinking that um, the dynamic where a partner who grew up with a very, very enabling mother and how they get into a relationship and the partner trying to get them to do something, but they're so used to never doing anything <laughs> and how these patterns aren't so easy to break, right? We're talking yeah. idealistic and communication and people are aware of this and you're wearing both want to make improvements, but there are very tough situations where one partner is so unaware of it because it's so normal and they grew up in a household where they didn't have to do anything or they don't have the literal skills yeah and you got to give them time to even learn how to do a load of laundry how to load a dishwasher or in the context of relationship where one partner is super super highly defensive that they go into fight fight or freeze or shut down Mm -hmm. immediately to where you can't even have a conversation about it it becomes difficult i mean these are things where you need to go to therapy on an individual and a couple level Mm -hmm. to navigate um beyond but these are tough right not every relationship is created equal. So understanding where your needs are at, what your dynamic looks like. But barring things like abuse, it doesn't mean it can't be fixed. Right. Yeah. The road might be long, right? Therapy is not a quick fix. We we don't solve things for you. We give you tools that you have to use and it can take some time. But if you invest that time, by and large couples can get through this speed bump. I'm always confused by the word, can we fix this? Fix this, And it's kind of like, well, fix would mean there's there's an end. And I don't ever feel that there's an end to working on your relationship because there's always things that come in. Oh, yeah. You can Fair improve point. your processes because things will always come in. But like, what is fixed? Because there's going to be times in your relationship that even if you have all the skills in the world, it is so stressful that you go back to your traditional patterns and mm-hmm. you might have some bad moments, months, years, depending on what's happening. Um, I see this in the context of somebody losing a parent and their stress is so much and, you know, they have a process to navigate this, but the other person is not in the mental capacity to engage in the processes they learn that were healthy. Yep. Um, and then you get the more competition stuff as you start seeing, soon as people start picking up on the lack of reciprocity and lack of balance, this is where competition comes in. That is when you go to therapy, yeah. that moment, Yeah. not after it's been ingrained for five years, go in right when you're feeling mm-hmm. it. This stigma that we only go to couples therapy when things are really down the shitter. No, go as soon mm-hmm. as there's that speed bump. If you're listening to this and saying like, oh man, that's me and my relationship. Go get therapy, get support. Mm-hmm. But my partner won't. 
well, there's a good sign of lack of reciprocity. And and quite frankly, everyone is always faced with this idea of how are we going to get through this? And what is your limit of how much effort you want to put into this before you're willing to throw in the towel? Mm-hmm. Um, if that's an option for you, some people it's not. Um, cause unfortunately there are partners who are like, I'm not doing this. I don't I believe in therapy. I don't believe in changing myself. Um, and it comes down to, I think me personally feels it has to do with defensiveness. And if I change, it means I'm changing who I am. You're not changing who you are. You're just, and it doesn't mean who you are is wrong. You're just adapting to who your partner is to make this work. You're growing. And you're, yeah, you're not changing the core of your identity. You're just learning how to engage in conflict differently. If yep. conflict's your identity, that's a different problem. True that. <laughs> Right. Therapy is a point of growth, not a point of limitation. And in therapy, hopefully your therapist is focusing on process over content. Often I do this with my couples where they get into the thick of it and I'll say, okay, get away from the content. Let's talk about process. What's going on here. Mm -hmm. And I remind them it's not about the dishes. It's not about the kids. It's not about any of that crap that we think is so important. What is the process that's happening? Mm -hmm. And at first it's kind of a weird mental shift to go from like the processes he's not doing the dishes to oh wait that's not process that's that's content mm-hmm. the process is as a team we've got a shift mm-hmm. where there's something in me that's getting stirred up or whatever it is digging deep into that digging deep into how we're communicating how we're showing love and appreciation outside of these moments so that we have the capacity to get through them yeah mm. Well, this has been Relationships Inside Out, where we talked about... I think collab- I talked about more than you. I'm just going to accept Competition. Huh? Where we talked more about... We talked more. Oh, geez, Lapeets, now you got me. Where we talked about collaborative versus competitive mm-hmm. um, dynamics and relationships. And where we talked about focusing on process over content. As always, if you have any questions or topic suggestions, feel free to email me at relationshipsinsideout <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks. Thanks.